In the beginning, there was darkness. Then, there was Paul Brown. Paul Brown transformed the game. Hello, Paul Brown here. Welcome to the first ever International Browns Podcast. Cleveland. I'm here with my co-host Jack. Jack, how are you, mate? I'm good. Um, I enjoyed the show last week. Um, it was received well. The only people that didn't seem to like it was UK Bengals fans, but that's not their problem. Um, I love fraternising with the enemy in these shows and uh, having a really good catch-up of what's going on in the division. So, uh, no, excited again and uh, it should be another cracking show. Yeah, I've wanted this guest on for a while now. He knows everything that's going on in the Steelers in the UK. It's uh, Frederick Harper Davis. Frederick, how are you, buddy? I'm good, thank you. All and down here in sunny. Oh, go on. Yeah, and you're you're down in sunny Devon, yeah. Yeah, the the proper county. All right, Frederick. So, um, I'm going to just translate to our um, US listeners that I don't like you because you're a Steelers fan, and don't like you because you live in Devon, <laughs> and I'm from Cornwall. So, uh, you're probably the most hated person in my life at the moment. <laughs> Ideal. Means your life's going pretty well then. Yeah. That's only because you've got this weird uh like fandom for Hugh Jackson. Hugh Jackson should be the most hated person in every Browns fan's life. Mm. But no, jokes hey, aside But joke aside, uh me and Fred have had good banter over the last uh year, so uh, it's great to have you on the show. And I really appreciate you coming on and educating us really about what's going on in the Steelers and some inside. Well, I'll do my best. Excellent. Jack, over to you. Let's kick it off. The first topic's got to be AB. What on earth's going on? Well, I think that's a question that everyone would love to know. Um, Even even last night, um, AB was answering questions on Twitter from fans. So uh, he pointed out, I think the big... It all started off before the Bengals game, which, if you don't know, was our last game of the season. And um, he didn't, for some reason, there was a reported spat between him and Ben Roethlisberger, the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, but um, And then uh, he refused to play in the Bengals game and then it's all kicked off from there and he's requested a trade and well, we'll have to wait and see what happens. Frederick, you can't come on our podcast and say uh, Big Ben's the best quarterback of all time. Surely... <sighs> I'll even park Baker Mayfield for one second, but surely you've got to agree that uh, Tom Brady's better than uh, Big Ben. Oh, oh, without a doubt. But uh, I wasn't going to come on here and be all uh, be all cushy to the Browns fans. Okay, that's good. That's good. And uh, if you had a choice right now, would you have uh, Big Ben or uh, Mayfield? Well, Baker's got years and years and years ahead of him, but Big Ben's got the experience. It, last season, he had. He threw more yards than uh, Mahomes, but then again, he was the league leader in interceptions. So, I, as much as I hate to say it, I'd probably take Baker. Oh, that's nice. That's that's music to our ears. Thank you very much, Fred. But anyway, Jack, sorry, carry on. So, for me, I just, I cannot see how AB moves on. So, he's down to cost 22 million this year. If you um, move him on 
that is an incredible cost of 21 million. So you'd only have a 1 million pound, 1 million dollar cap saving if you did it. Um, for me, I said really early on, just in, off the top of my head, I'm looking at a first this year, third next year, is sort of the compensation. There's not really been a proper discussion on what that number would be, but that's where I've just capped it as an individual. Um, but some of this stuff's got really weird. So last week, um, AB went out and liked a tweet on Twitter that accused Ben Roethlisberger of raping someone. Um, so it has gone yeah. really, really dark. Um, and I think it's probably getting to the stage now where they're pro- going to have to move him on or he's going to sit out of the league or something like that's going to happen. Um, but uh, it, it's getting weird. I agree with you. Um, and I think that unless the Steelers get a first for him, we'll either bench him or will make sure he stays in Pittsburgh and has to sit it out for the season. A bit like Le'Veon Bell's done. And of course, uh, with Le'Veon Bell sitting out, we've saved ourselves plenty of cap room for this season. So, let's see. Uh, Fred, are you happy how, of how it all worked out with Bell? Um, well, it's great to see the emergence of James Connor. He's fantastic. Um, although he did tail off a bit towards the end and had a couple of injuries. And then also we've seen the emergence of Jalen Samuels too. So, yeah, I think for the team in the future, possibly it's a good thing. But it's all... And, of course, I would have A, B and fallen apart the way he has had Bell not then come into the way. So, yeah, I think overall probably quite a positive thing, really. Yeah, for me, um, it never made any sense when you tried to tag him. Um, I thought it was a silly move. Um, They're so replaceable running backs, it would be much easier just to move on. For me, whatever you get on that rookie deal, use a running back for that and then move on. The only sort of circumstances you can get is if not a feature back like Bell, but Duke Johnson's a really good example of, I didn't agree so much with paying him, but I can understand the theory of relatively cheap. He's just a receiving back. So running back mortality rates going to be a lot lower. Um, you can get a little bit more out of him and you can move on. But even that is a situation now where the Browns might move on in the next 12 months um, from that deal. So for me, just stack them high, stack them cheap and then move them on as soon as you can because there is no point paying a running back. Todd Gurley was meant to be the running back to take his team to a Super Bowl and what happened, the playoffs started and he disappeared. Um, There is no point in investing so heavily in a position that is frequently injured. There is very little difference in quality. So for me, I think it's a really good move for you guys to move on. I think it just hurt you a little bit because if you'd have had that extra money, that extra sort of I think it was 15 million tied in, up in him last year. That could have really helped yeah. to do some other different stuff. No, I couldn't agree more. Quite, so, quite frankly. If we look at the cap space at the minute, there is 19.4 million as of recording um, cap space for the Steelers. There's, it's not a crazy season for you to re-sign people. Who's sort of your key players you want to re-sign on? I guess... Uh, Foster's probably in there at left guard um, and anyone else? Um, maybe a bit of an outsider but um, Jesse James with tight end he's, he is our backup tight end he's behind Vance McDonald he's, he's not the greatest but he's solid and he's a good team member and at the minute boy do the Steelers need good team members yeah I, I um, think go on um, I, th- I think it's yeah. one where you can probably get deals done for them. It's a good tight end class, so the price is going to be lower, which obviously helps you guys. Um, and yeah, there's a 
move on from a few people if you want and then you just continue adding adding and adding uh talks big ben's gonna get a new deal so um yeah that's 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 in what happens that's in that's in the making so that will almost certainly happen how much how long will the extension be for his new contract any idea um I think the rumours have been about three years, but we'll wait and see on that one. Yeah, I think he's got one year left. So if they change that to a three-year deal, then uh, I think that's probably what you're looking at. Um, they might even try to reduce some of that guarantees in that third year so that it can be a two-year out um, if he wants to retire or something else happens. So I've, I think they're in an okay position, um, but Brown's going to be the issue that if if he does force that trade or potentially sit out and cause other issues then that could have a knock-on impact. Um, so it, it's not a bad position. It's sort of, the next question is, where are those big needs for the uh, Steelers as they move forward into the free agency? It's our favourite position, cornerback. We've had such issues over the years. where We've seemed to waste draft picks on cornerbacks year after year after year. The most recent one is Artie Burns, and quite frankly, we'd like him as far away from the Steelers as possible. Although uh, we do have one very good uh, cornerback who, uh, thanks to you, um, Joe Hayden, who's really come along the last this, this previous season. It's, uh, I'm amazed how well he's loved in um, Pittsburgh. He's not actually that good, but... Because of the corner situation in Pittsburgh, he looks fantastic. <laughs> exactly. That's, that's pretty bang on, really. And uh, how many more years do you reckon Hayden's got in him? That's a good question. Um, the way the Steelers deal with cornerbacks, probably one or two. But I reckon, yeah, I reckon a good, good two, two more seasons at the top at the very least. He's got one more year left on his current deal and then what they decide to do after that is probably going to depend what the price is. He's, he's 38th rated cornerback in um, Pittsburgh. So he's playing at a good level. Is that worth 11 million um, that he's on at the minute? No. Probably oh, 12 million when you round it up. Um, it's not, he's 30 years old. So I, I think that they'll probably be looking to replace that moving forward. If they can get a couple of hits. In I would the can you see him being um, cut at the end of next year, just to save that money? Well, he won't be cut at the end of this um, year. He's got a final year left, so he just wouldn't be extended. Yeah. So outside of cornerback, what sort of those areas? Because there's, it's not really a. There's some players in the draft, but there's no real sort of sexy um, additions at the cornerback position, as far as I can tell. Um, obviously, if you don't re-sign Jesse James, it's it's a good year to need a tight end. So. Uh, that's not an issue in the draft, but uh, what's the sort of next position down from cornerback? Probably a Shazier replacement at mid-linebacker, I would say, um, because uh, that, that clearly the last year has been a, a serious concern. Um, although Shazier is recovering nicely at the minute, um, we've, we haven't really replaced him. We took a couple of free agents in last year and we haven't, yeah, I think that's, in the long run, that's going to be the big position that we need to invest in. No, it's, it's, it's not a bad year. There's obviously, um, I think the Ravens will have enough money to keep CJ Mosley, but he's sort of, for me, the other linebacker alongside Joe Show, but that's really good in the division. Um, and then there, there is a lack, lack of quality at linebacker. For me, the sensible thing would be to only have one, maybe two linebackers on the field rather than three, four, depending on what you're 
base formation is. But um, while teams and defensive coordinators are so outdated and love using them, they're going to be held back. I'd much rather see a defense where you had three cornerbacks, three safeties, and one linebacker. Uh, and Because you can do that. If you have your sort of two strong safeties, as say, Peppers and Derwin James either side, then they can drop down and do so many different things in the box that you don't need that reliance. But teams seem to love linebackers. And while they love linebackers, hey, let them keep running into brick walls. Fred, what's your um, quarterback strategy going forward, do you think? Um, well, there seems to be a lot of hype in Pittsburgh at the minute about Mason Rudolph, but I don't really rate him. Um, I think we'll we'll keep Roethlisberger for another couple of years and possibly, it won't be this year, possibly next year we might look into the draft, but for now we'll see, we'll see, we'll go with Roethlisberger, Rudolph and um, and Josh Dobbs. Yeah, Mason was always someone I was looking looking at in the uh, last year draft and he looked okay as a, uh, but um, I hope he doesn't do really, doesn't do very well at the Steelers to be honest. <laughs> but he's, he's very much like he's the Big Ben type player, so um, but he's he's got nothing like the talent that Big Ben has. So for me, it's not the long term solution. Yeah, if you wait until next year, it's a really good class, and it, while it won't be a desperate need, it's a position you could address next year. And ideally, if you can get that contract with Ben Roethlisberger to be two year and out after two years and then that give him that third year if you want to keep him then if you do find someone in the draft next year then you can go look we're moving on we're we're, we're ready to move on you'll play out the year uh, well you'll start the year and then when we're ready to hand it over we'll go and I think next year will be a really big point for Ben Roethlisberger if you're battling for the playoffs and battling for the division he can still keep going one extra year at a time if he's not then it's going to get to the point where they just go right it's done you're finished yeah. 2020 draft is going to be good for quarterbacks. Probably not as good as 2018, but it's going to be good. And we're going to find our quarterback there. So uh, you're gone, Ben. So uh, it, it could be interesting. The, it's a brutal game to be a quarterback at the moment. There's so many good young names coming into the league that teams are happy to invest in. Because if you can get a player really cheap, why pay an expensive quarterback? So just move on on. Uh, a friend of the show, Zach Banner, a defensive tackle at uh, Steelers, ex-Browns. Do you think he's going to uh, get on the ro- roster next year? It's too early to say. I would say we'll, we'll, we'll wait until um, the practice, um, the summer camps, and we'll see then. He's been in and out of inactive and on the inactive and active list. And obviously, I think he was uh, um, an early round draft pick and... Yeah, I'm interested to see if, if he will actually ever make it in the NFL. Well, as I said, we'll have to wait and see. The Steelers and uh, defensive players, we're in the draft. Uh, you just never know what's going to happen. So, yeah. Yeah, all right, excellent. Um, so, Frederick, I just want to say thank you very much for your time. I'm going to ask one one sneak question. I think Jack may get upset if I asked you this, but it'd be interesting for our listeners. Where do you think uh, the Steelers are going to finish in the division next year? Uh, Well, I would obviously say top, but um, it's it's between us and the Browns, I think. I like the Ravens, but they're very one-dimensional and um, teams are going to find them out very quickly. That run game is not going to last forever. 
Bengals are in rebuild. They're not going to challenge, in my opinion. So for me, if I had to go for a list of divisionals, I'd go Browns probably top, Steelers in second, Ravens third, Bengals bottom. And Fred, you're not just saying that to be polite because you're on a Browns podcast. You honestly think that the Browns are going to come higher than the Steelers? Realistically, yeah. Wow. The, ta- the talent on the talent on your team is remarkable, and the, what you've built in the last few years, like some Miles Garrett and uh, Baker and Chubb and Hunt and all sorts of. Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think the Steelers have got to get over our issues off the field, and if we can, we'll be up there challenging you. I, I've gone with 9-7 Browns winning in the league, but being a lot tougher than a lot of the other Browns fans. I think we're just going to win it very easily. Jack shaking his head, Jack. You're a pessimist, Paul. You're a pessimist. And check some optimism. 11-5, and five, we're going to win it. I think uh, I think he's right. There'll be a battle for second and third, but I, I do back the Steelers to finish ahead of the Ravens because any team that relies on a defense isn't a team that's credible. Um, because it it doesn't make sense. Um, We've seen from the Jaguars, they relied on their defense two years ago. They got lucky with the bounces and turnovers are not a reliable statistic. So the Browns defense started the year, everyone was going, oh, it's an incredible defense. Well, it wasn't really. It just, it got lucky because the bounce went the right way. So um, it'll always revert to the mean um, with average amount of turnovers. Yeah, you've got to create those opportunities. But when you punch that ball out, there's generally a 50% chance that it's going straight back to the team or it'll go out on the sidelines. It's not always going to come your way. So, um, yeah, you, you'll see these things happen. So, for me, I'm not that worried. Um, and we've already seen in the playoffs, the Chargers played the Ravens twice and they shut them down. Um, the foot, the print's out there. Everyone knows what they need to do. And I just I don't see them as a uh, problem. Hopefully, not for our sake, but for Lamar Jackson and the Ravens' sake, they will teach and really develop a passing game because they could be dangerous um, because he does have a unique skill set. They just need to focus on passing the ball rather than running it all the time. But uh, no, Brown's going to win the division. It's done. Excellent. Frederick, where can we uh, find any of your details? Um, well, I run a Facebook group on the uh, in the UK. It's called the uh, NFL UK Fans Group. And for those who are fans of the new AAF League, which there's a game on in the back, well, there has been games on this last weekend. Um, there's the also the AF, AAF UK Fans Group as well. Ooh, a niche market you're going after. That's it. Uh, and what's your views been of the uh, AF, AAF since it started? I'm, I've quite enjoyed it. Yeah, the quality's not been quite there, but it's people who are playing for, at the minute, they're on 70 grand a year. They're playing for the love of the game rather than the pay packet, which is part of the reason why we're not so big a fan on the Levy on Bell at the moment. But, um, but yeah, I, I enjoy it. It's, the quality's not quite there yet, but once they've got time to develop, they'll be fine. Can you see it being a feeder league for the NFL? Given time, not yet. No? And is there any, any big Steelers, ex-Steelers players out there at the moment playing? Um, not really. There's one or two, but most, most, of, most of the players I'm keeping an eye on are former LSU players. If, you're, if you don't know, I follow LSU in college. So. All right, excellent. And um, so uh, what AF team are you supporting? Um, well, the feeder team that 
um, is the Steelers, for the Steelers is Birmingham Iron, but I'm supporting the Salt Lake Stallions, who uh, narrowly lost to the Iron last night. All right, well, good. Well, look, Frederick, I really enjoy all the work you do on Facebook. Uh, thank you very much for your time for coming on. And, uh, yeah, it's not nice having a Steeler on our show, but for you, someone from Devon, we're going to give you this one chance. No, we'll give you lots of chances, but, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Cheers, Frederick. Thanks a lot. Thank you. Bye.